This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Well, make it so, number one. What? These aren't the droids we're looking for. In an insane world, it was the same as Joyce. Silencio Bruno. And my axe. Hey, fellas. Either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Geeks out on Joy 94.9. You're going to need a bigger boat. These series that we're about to talk now did actually not get a go for future seasons. They were cut off well before their time. And, you know, some of these were things that I loved. Miranda Sparks, your list is a little bit shorter than mine, so I might let you go through yours first. <laughs> I, I've actually, I've actually looked over your list, and um, half of these things I've never even heard of, and I really want to get into now. Um, and it's a shame to know that, and it, it might be harder to get into them knowing that they're cut off, and you know there might be open-ended conclusions there, um, or non-conclusions, as it were. But on my list, uh, most recently, I have to mention Why the Last Man, the dystopian series about the last surviving cisgender man on Earth after a plague wipes out every other one of his kind. Um, And we get this kind of dystopian um, women, trans men and certain non-binary folk. And I love that it has that acknowledgement in there. To, to the actual men who would survive the death of the Y chromosome. It yeah. Been a, it, it's a great series. It deserved more love than it got. I was really, really hyped because I love every single comic book from Brian K. Vaughan, from whom it was adapted. Uh, and while the first series was cancelled, the first season was cancelled just a few episodes in, the showrunners went around, you know, hunting for a new home. Unfortunately, we've just gotten the announcement from showrunner Elizabeth Clark uh, that they haven't found a new home. So, unfortunately, no more Why the Last Man. I also want to call out Swamp Thing uh, that was on HBO. I loved the first season of that. It was introducing some of DC Comics' more spooky characters, as well as a giant plant that thought he was a man, you know, and just such a, such yeah. a wonderful, creepy monster. Mm-hmm. That, unfortunately, you know, we got an open ending with that one. Um, but the the big one, the big important one for me is the Sarah Connor Chronicles following the character from the Terminator franchise with Lena Headey as Sarah Connor. And I love her in absolutely everything as Was well. Was that your int- introduction to her? Into Lena Headey? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I don't think mine. it was. Mm-hmm. I've seen her around a few different places. Uh, but... Lena Headey, again, I will watch her in absolutely everything. She absolutely rocked it as Sarah Connor. It was an absolutely fantastic series. Um, Only two seasons. I feel that there was enough of a conclusion at the end of season two, maybe because they knew it was coming to an end. Mm. Also, Shirley Manson as a T-1000. Shirley Manson being the lead singer of Garbage. Yes, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing woman. I'm in love with her. I would have loved to have seen more of that show, but unfortunately, again didn't didn't get to last more than a couple of a couple of seasons. Shout out to Summer Glau as well, who's also in that and, and I actually think she's amazing. Um little thing that does so such great she was a fantastic Terminator, even though she's like tiny. So I love that. For sure. She played an infiltrator Terminator in that one. Yeah, very cool. Now other interesting fact, um Lena Headey 
uh, played Cersei in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Amelia Clark played Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Both of them have played Sarah Connor at different points, with Amelia Clark playing Sarah Connor in the Terminator Genesis film. Oh, very nice. The more you know. The more but you Clayton, know. You have some great picks that, like I said, I haven't heard of half of these and, and really wish I could go back and watch and support them. Uh, look, some of them you can and some of them you can't. Uh, but I'm going to start with the one that I actually mourned the most out, I think, out of all the series that finished too soon uh, was Stargate Universe. I'm a big Stargate fan in general. Uh, and then Stargate Universe was such a game change from all the other series because Stargate is generally very action-packed, um, lots of um, action-based stories and that sort of thing. This became a human drama with some action, which was such a change, but I absolutely loved it. And normally I'm not a big fan of the slow-moving stuff. This is a bit slower than any other sort of Stargate series, but um, it, it still w- worked really well. Um, so the characters were very worthy of developing and it had a couple of amazing storylines. The short version of the overall story was due to a special Stargate. A group of scientists and military are transported to an ancient faster-than-light vessel that is galaxies away from Earth. Um, with no way home, the crew deals with life on board with the only means of talking to Earth uh, with some communication stones that allow people to swap bodies. Uh, two notable storylines here are for queer audiences where Ming-Na Wen, who played an ultra long distance uh, sapphic relationship and she did a great job of that and also it was really good to see a heterosexual HIV storyline because we don't get to see very much of that um, so usually it's like gay men have HIV um, but it was great to see a heterosexual story and it worked really well it was very much a now, breath of fresh air now I understand the the plot of this story they land on this stargate in a ship mm-hmm. and the stargate only works when it's at particular coordinates so the ship has to go to different places before they can actually open the stargate to get somewhere yeah so they have to keep stopping the ship from moving they can't stargate while the ship's moving because they can't get a lock um so they will have to stop and then they've got a short amount of time before the ship jumps again but they can't get back to earth because they need immense amount of power which the ship absolutely doesn't have because it's such a big stargate that's necessary it has to cross galaxies so and the fact that this isn't an entirely militarized cast as well no, it's a mixture of a, a military cast and also um, uh, sort of um, scientists and also um, uh, sort of bodies that, you know, manage the Stargate program. So it's a really interesting cast. Ming-Na Wen plays the person who's sort of the, like the liaison between the, the military and the Stargate um, overseers. So um, I really, really loved the, the, the challenges that happened for this. It got two seasons. It actually finishes in a way that it kind of finishes the story okay. Um, so it's not, you're not going to feel wanting at the end. Oh, that's, that's, that's a plus at least. Yeah. A little wanting. No. I wanted more. <laughs> what else do we have? I just really quickly, actually, um, a lot of people put effort into actually try and get more of this series as well. There was a huge campaign to get more, but unfortunately it didn't take through. Um, so another one I had, which I really loved the cast in this one was Threshold. So it was a 2005 sci-fi series about a team that deals with a growing problem after extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial interactions on Earth. Um, it has a fantastic cast. So Carla, Gugino, who we have recently seen in um, Gunpowder Milkshake. Um, she was one of the, the aunts, which 
you know, it's great to see her again because I loved her in this. Brent Spiner. Oh, yeah, I fell, I fell in love with her in Gunpowder Milkshake so much. Yeah, and this is another great character for her. Very strong. She's the leader of this group. It's it's such a great character. Uh, Brent Spiner, who, you know, um, Data from Star Trek, obviously. Uh, Rob Benedict, who in um, Supernatural played God. So, um, <laughs> um, Peter Dinklage, who, of course, Game of Thrones and many, many other geek properties. And then Charles S. Dutton, who is one of those people that you will know very well. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. Also, in 2005, was a series called Surface, which was about um, people discovering an unidentified aquatic life form. And they kind of, lots of people discovered it at the same time across the, the world. Um, and there was sort of more to this life form than meets the eyes. It only got one season as well and um it had a lot living for it i wanted to throw out supergirl because it didn't get like as long a run as other um cw series so what did it got it's five seasons uh, six i think but yeah so the big queer group therapy session i think it is like because there's so many yeah. queer <laughs> characters that i love so much um so i'll be sad to see them go um now yeah, this like, one- it's still in the process of wrapping up yeah uh, no, it has well finished. Um, oh. so yeah, all you can watch all episodes, I believe, on binge. Um, so yeah, Pushing Daisies. Did you ever see Pushing Daisies? I, I saw a few episodes actually. It was, uh, cause it's a Brian Fuller production. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is visually tantalizing in, in every way. Uh, the, the food, the colors, the flowers. Every single element is a treat for the eyes. And I think that's what my biggest takeaway it is, from that series was. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, a man has the ability to bring the dead back to life and anything dead, not just humans, but animals, vegetable, mineral, whatever. Not mineral so much. Um, <laughs> but if he does that, they can only be alive for 60 seconds or somebody else dies in their place. Um, he uses the ability to solve murders and also bake pies. So <laughs> he brings the fruit back to life to... To bake the pies. Unique, stylish, <laughs> and comical Lee Pace, um, who I love, and also Christian Chenoweth, um, who is just such an amazing singer, and she does occasionally break out a note in here. So, Now, the last one, I think, is one called American Gothic. So this was a young boy who tries to protect himself um, with the help of his dead sister from the sheriff who just might be the devil. Now, this one was from the early 90s, I want to say. Um, and it, it was just such early a... mid nineties, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, around X... it was around, you know, first few seasons of X-Files era. Okay. I, think. I, um, yeah, it's, this was such an influential part of my youth, um, because I just thought this was amazing. It had a very young, and I didn't realize this till quite recently, Sarah Paulson, who played the dead sister, um, and also Gary Cole and Stephen Weber in there. It's just such an iconic series that only ever got one season. Now, so. you, you, the way you've described this just now, it does have that great, I mean, it lives up to its name, American Gothic, and it's got that macabre, distinctly US myth- mythology to mm. it that makes me want to go in and watch it. But again, I'm worried about getting to a certain season and, you know, getting an open ending and receiving no satisfaction from it on that. From memory, it does wrap itself up quite nicely. Well, maybe I sh- maybe it is worth going and checking out. It's it sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun just for that. And that you know, just Sarah Paulson. Absolutely. And and, and young and like I did before I knew that I knew her. So yeah. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organization, Joy. 
Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.